Bryson Barnes is transferring, and he's not the only one. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If it's your first time tuning in, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media where you can follow our show at Locked on Utes. Today's episode of Locked on Utes is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College. That's all caps in those spaces. Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, got to talk about Mac Howard transferring, Owen Chamberlain transferring as well, and also talking about a potential tight end who, from the Utah area, could be coming back. But we have to start with Bryson Barnes entering the transfer portal. It was a move that does not surprise me, as you guys know who have been listening to the show for a few weeks now. I've been talking about how I'd be surprised if Bryson stayed next year. Because Bryson has proved he is capable of being a starting quarterback. Now, do I think he is a starting quarterback on a championship Power 5 team? We pretty clearly saw this throughout the season. Not. I think Bryson's a very good game manager, hence why Utah finished the season with eight wins. I think I can make a strong argument they deserve to be ranked by the College Football Playoff Committee in that top 25. But I understand quarterback situation, everything. They didn't close the season fantastically. Uh, well, they didn't look great against Colorado and honestly not against Arizona, even though injuries played a big role in that not great performance we saw out of Utah, but look, either way, Bryson does a number of nice things really well. So do I think there's a chance he could still be a potential power five QB at a lower level at a lower, like, or there's lower end team. I think more than likely we're going to see him do is be a group of five starting quarterback. I think very well, you could see him in the, in the mountain West. Um, I don't know what the quarterback situation is. Utah, Utah state. I've talked about that before. I think actually, I think their quarterback, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, he's the one who uh, just stepped away to go do military service. At least if that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, and I'm sure you guys will cook me in the comment if it's comments, if, if he was not the starter or something, but either way, anyways, I, I do think that's a spot that makes sense for Bryson. There's a lot of places, but so happy for Bryson that he gets his opportunity. He was not going to be Utah starter next year. He proved that he's capable of being a starting quarterback at another level. But so you got to be so thankful for what Bryson has done for this team. And just so, gosh, I just really am. It, it makes me a little, as much as I was, I was like, oh yeah, Bryson should transfer. And I've been so, I've been honest with Bryson. I just, like I said, I, he is a game manager. That's what Bryson Barnes is at the elite power five level, which is what you saw Utah call the game. And now, should they have been a little more aggressive with him at times? Yes, but then also, you saw the moments and plays like, you know, the pick six against USC. There were other bad picks on the season. And I'm not trying to, obviously, he played great against USC overall. I'm just saying those are the kind of mistakes and things that are the reason that Utah would end up losing games like Washington and the Oregon game. And now, once again, Bryson, not the only reason, but you need a quarterback to keep pace with those elite teams. Just ask the college football playoff committee uh, how important the quarterback position is. <laughs> Literally just kept Florida State out for it. And appreciate all of you who uh, listened to that little fun what-if scenario I did on yesterday's show. But so with Bryson entering the portal, uh, really sucks. But really quick, I just want to talk about just all the – it sucks in terms of just someone I have – I really enjoy Bryson as a player. I love what he represents. The, the whole pig farmer thing, of course, it's a fun story, but like the walk-on 
who made the most of his opportunities. How can you not be a fan of that? Whether it was in the Rose Bowl, taking the world by storm and nearly helping Utah beat Ohio State. Whether it was 2022 when Utah needed him against Washington State or else they would have not made the Pac-12 championship game. As I've seen several people do a good job of pointing out today on social media, without him starting and winning that road game at Pullman, Utah isn't in, once again, the Pac-12 championship that year and doesn't get to go back to the Rose Bowl. Then this year, helping Utah get to eight wins still. Whereas every single one of those wins because of Bryson, no. But he was a huge part of that. And, I mean, especially the wins against, you're looking at the uh, Florida win week one, the Cal win, the USC win, uh, Arizona State as well. Like, those were the ones. And Bryson, look, Bryson's play was a huge reason why Utah was still in it against a team like Washington. And I know it wasn't great against Arizona, but nothing was great for Utah there. So just hats off to Bryson. And also, I, I'm saying it's like he's done. He is playing in the Las Vegas Bowl. So we do get to see uh, our beloved pig farmer one last time take the field as a Utah man. But once a Utah man, always a Utah man. I, I, I always like that kind of that kind of – I don't know if that's a saying, but the saying I've heard elsewhere in sports. And if it's not a saying, it definitely applies to Utah still, I think. So especially when it's a guy like Bryson who's just given everything to this program. And this is what the transfer portal is about. A guy who gets his opportunity, makes the most of it, now is going to be able to transfer somewhere and and do very well at that next school. I think he will be the starter at wherever he, I anticipate he goes yet because that's why you leave Utah. You leave Utah not to be a backup elsewhere. You go to be a starter, and that's what we're going to see from a, from Bryson Barnes. So hats off to him as well. But look, we'll talk about Mac Howard transferring out in a second and uh, some more transfer portal stuff because, as I mentioned, he's not the only one as Owen Chambliss also exited the program for the portal, but I think for a second I should talk about the quarterback room. I'm sure I'll do a full episode on this at some point. I'm sure a lot of people are really concerned because as of the once the clock or excuse me, clock, the calendar turns to 2024, Utah's quarterbacks on their roster come the fall season will be Cam Rising, Brandon Rose, Isaac Wilson, Isaac Wilson, excuse me, and Steven Smedley is a freshman who's from uh, Texas who's also on the team because Batari, based on what I read, he his first year of college was 2019. So I think his eligibility is up after this because he played his first three years. I assume these would be the two red shirts kind of. Um, I don't, like I said, there's always a way guys, I guess, can find a way for more eligibility at this point. Um, but I do think Batari's done after the uh, the bowl game that we'll see, which Utah obviously needs him to be the backup with Nate Johnson, Mac Howard now exiting, and Bryson, Brandon Rose. They still want to preserve that medical red shirt year for him. So am I concerned about the Utah quarterback room right now? No. No. The start. What is the issue so many teams in college football have right now? Their starting quarterbacks are leaving. That's not the problem we have with Utah right now. Cam Rising's coming back. Well, if Cam Rising's not there, you, you want a decent backup, right? That's what Brandon Rose, I think, will be next year. Yes, I talked about before the season that I felt like Bryson Barnes was going to win that job over Brandon Rose, even though Rose had edged him out in spring ball. We heard the reports about Brandon Rose turning it over a little bit, but then... That's where you see Bryson. I just felt like he was the more safer option, and he proved that this season with playing very well. And even though Brandon, but Brandon didn't, I should say, Brandon didn't get a full-on chance to continue to compete for that job because he did get hurt. But Brandon was close and just barely lost out to Bryson injuries, whatever it is. Guess what? You get better each season. Brandon's going to be very ready to be the backup quarterback of this team, in my opinion, next season. I think he's very well going to have an opportunity to potentially be the guy come the 2025 season, which, wow, that's that's a feels like a while away, but we know how quickly these things can uh, come, come and go, basically, just the times and the seasons change. So I feel very good about Brandon Rose at the backup of this team after he was nearly good enough to do so, especially after I played in spring ball. And at moving on from there, I mean, Isaac Wilson, 
I think he's an extremely talented freshman who lit it up at Corner Canyon, and we'll definitely do an episode diving in on his skill set and the season he had in the near future. I feel very good with him as the third to fourth string guy, and you know Smedley as the same thing, like the absolute emergency quarterback option for Utah. Batari was more accomplished at the collegiate level than Smedley is so far, but I feel like Smedley is capable. I would imagine Smedley is capable of coming in and. I don't know if he'll go, if he gets his 10 passing opportunities, if he can go six for 10, but I, I think he can complete a couple of passes and Utah would be able to beat some of the lesser teams, the, the very lesser teams, I should say, in the Big 12, if that was the case. But either way, you have your starting quarterback, you have your backup quarterback, and you have a guy with young and lots of potential. Doesn't that sound like what the Utah quarterback room was supposed to be this season with Cam Rising, the backup being Bryson Barnes, and then that young guy, whether it was Brandon Rose at the time or Nate Johnson? I think it does. I think Utah is in a fine spot. And that's not, of course, not even including potential transfer quarterbacks they could add for extra depth. Like, But same thing as Batari, like come from a lower level moving up because obviously you're not going to get a starting caliber guy to who wants to come in and be the backup and battle Brandon Rose for that job. Because um, you don't, if you're in the portal, you don't want to be a backup. And we'll talk about one moment with Mac Howard. But once again, just tip of the hat to Bryson Barnes, just an incredible run here at Utah. So excited to see the Las Vegas Bowl, his uh, his last dance, basically, with this Utah football program. Going to be an electric one. Can't wait to talk about it and break it down. December 23rd, so we're less than 20 days away from that. Uh, or at the, Yeah, at the time you guys are listening to this, we are less than 20 days away from seeing Utah in that bowl game. But they won't have Mac Howard, and they, potentially, and they also won't have another player, as I mentioned, Owen Chambliss, who transferred away from Utah. Want to talk about their departures and also just – what it means for Utah and some more stuff on the transfer portal and just in general as it relates to the University of Utah in one moment. But first, I want to discuss with all of you, our great friends at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have great last-minute deals, all-in-price views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have great last-minute ticket deals on flash deals, also zone deals. It's easy to find and buy your tickets, and they have a view from your seat so you know what kind of deal you're getting from game time. They have a lowest price guaranteed, even event cancellation protection, on top of job loss protection. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute tickets, and with the game time guarantee, it means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same area and section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So make sure you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College. That's all caps, no spaces. Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Once again, you can download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alrighty, transfer talk. Seems like it's a weekly thing because it is. The transfer portal is wild. This is the craziest year I can ever remember for it. Especially like not even just Utah, but quarterbacks, the talent of Dylan Gabriel and Kyle McCord leaving places like Ohio State and Oklahoma 
is shocking to me. I don't know if that's because they feel they have the now the rumors of the places they're interested in going in. Maybe that could make why. Actually, McCord's one. I'm not. I'm not trying to put on my tinfoil hat. I I feel like if anything, like you just don't leave Ryan Day's offense. I almost wonder if Ohio State wanted to go in another direction there. I know this is locked on Utes. I'll get into the Utah stuff in a second. But if you would ask me, like, what was the weakness of Ohio State? I I would have said overall their quarterback, and I think that's more than likely why rather than McCord transferring. But either way, that's just what the guy out in Utah uh, reads that situation to be. I think I saw a rumor that Cam Ward was even maybe ending up there, so you never know in this world. But Utah has their own quarterbacks that is transferring, and it's not just Bryson Barnes. It's Mac Howard who spent the season here. You know, he was part of the elite 2022 recruiting class. He's a three-star quarterback. I guess he's the 2023 recruiting class. My bad. Played his last year of high school football in 2022. Three-star quarterback out of Mississippi. He was the number 48th ranked quarterback in class overall. And just a guy who's very accomplished at the high school level. I mean, he threw for 93 total touchdown with a 70% completion rating in high school. Thank you, Utah Athletics, for that number. Also, just for his career, he had 3,475 passing yards, 47 touchdowns, and six rushing touchdowns. Um, or excuse me, that was just his junior year season. And then his senior year um, also threw up some impressive numbers too. So Howard, a guy with lots of potential and the opportunity to do some really good things. Mac Howard just burned his redshirt year this year. He wants to play. Wasn't going to happen in Utah this year. I think that some guys, and I don't know, maybe Mac doesn't feel like he is better than, this is where we just don't know these things, right? Does is Mac like, I want to play right now? Does he see Brandon Rose and like, ah, oh, that guy's better than me, so I'm going to go somewhere else? These are all potential things and reasons that guys transfer. We're not there. We don't know. We haven't talked to Mac. We don't know his exact reason. With Nate Johnson, he clearly went on the radio last week. It was a KSL Sports. He went on the radio and straight up said, was just talking about how um, he wanted to go and have an opportunity to play quarterback. Didn't feel like that was going to be at the at the University of Utah and – I, he was definitely right about that for next year. And then beyond that, I, I I don't know if he was looking beyond or whatever it was. Either way, same thing with Mac Howard. At best next year, probably the third string. I mean, at best, once again, I feel like Brandon Rose was ahead on the depth chart. I expect while both of them will get better, I assume Brandon Rose will continue to stay ahead of him. So he's the third string guy. It's not even mentioning a guy like Isaac Wilson who just oozes talent is not even better. Wilson could potentially be better than him too. So I think for Mac, this is the right move. If you want to play and I – to, how, who doesn't want to play, right? I mean, that's what you, these guys work so incredibly hard. Think about student athletes go through, I mean, just rigorous training on top of the classes. And you put yourself through that training for opportunities on the field. Matt Howard went through that rigorous training, didn't get to see any opportunities on the field. Wasn't going to see any next year at the University of Utah with Cam Rising coming back. So very understandable to me why he would want to transfer and go somewhere else and wish him the best of luck. Same thing. Always appreciate guys who decide to come to this university. I'm never going to fault a guy for, for transferring. Yes. When Nate Johnson made his move, I did discuss, I did not love the timing of that just from the optics, even though then I, as I said, I had it from a source that Nate was sick and that's why I didn't play in the bowl game. Uh, that was my only thing with that was I was like, Oh, it seemed like the team could need him. And then he transferred, but then we find out it was sick. So he wouldn't have been able to play yesterday based on once again, that's what I heard from a source. So, Moving on from then, uh, Mac, once again, just always appreciate these guys coming out to the University of Utah. Wish him the best going forward. I think Mac definitely made the best move for his playing career 
And speaking of guys making the best move for their playing career, I think Owen Chambliss did the same. He's a guy, a 6'3", linebacker, 230, out of California. Saw action in four games contributing on special teams. But once again, he's a linebacker. He doesn't want to contribute on special teams. He wants to see the field. And he's a guy who last year in high school had 43 tackles, three of those for loss, two sacks, five interceptions. Very good in coverage. You could see that in a, as soon as you turn on the tape with him. He was exceptional in coverage. And just a guy who's capable of making plays. Did him a good job in the high school level. And I think Chamberlain would have had an opportunity in two years to maybe get in the linebacker room, especially with a guy like Medlock departing now. But the reason Medlock's gone is the same reason that Chamberlain is gone. Those guys weren't going to play next year. Who will Utah's three linebackers be next year? Oh, it will be the same three they used this past year. Levi DeMooney, Kareni Reed, and Lander Barton are all back. You really only use three linebackers. Even... For so many times throughout early on in the season, Demuni he ended up leading Utah in tackles to 75. Early on in the season, it was all Lander and Corre not all, but mostly Lander and Corene. We didn't see a ton of Leavani. So that's where even and yeah, I think Fotu uh was another guy who got in a little bit. He was kind of the fourth linebacker, but and even he actually, I think he had a, like a cryptic thing. He's not in the portal, but I think he had a cryptic thing that a couple people were like, what exactly does that mean? But at the moment, he's still with Utah. So but yeah, no, I mean Chamberlain, once again, like where was he? He was probably if I just said Fotu was fifth, that maybe with maybe at best that makes I mean Fotu fourth at best, Chambliss fifth. He wants to play. I'm not going to fault him for that. Good. I think I wish him the best of luck. Go for that opportunity. Try to find it. I think he. I think he's a good player. I think he'll be able to find it somewhere. But that's what that's what always makes the transfer portal interesting too. It's like do you transfer to somewhere on. Now Utah's really good defensively, so I was going to say equal footing, but I feel like there's a lot of other Power Five places that Chambliss will have a chance to start at Utah's a borderline top 10 defense. They were this season when everyone was kind of healthy and then, you know, suffered those injuries and fell off a little bit. Um, even though I do think we'll see, they, even if everyone was healthy, they still just might've been a top 15 one, but very good defense. I think they're one of the 15 best, maybe even the 10 best if I compared every single uh, program and went down the list. But yeah, this is a, yes, more players are transferring for Utah. I could do a full episode on this as well. And I probably will in the future. Like, am I concerned that guys are transferring? No, not at all. The guys that are transferring were backups this past season who want an opportunity to go and play. Like, yes, this hurts your depth, but what is the world of college football now? The transfer portal exists. Utah's a very attractive destination for transfers as well. Miles Battle, Leovani Dumuni, both key contributors on this Utah team, both came over through the transfer portal. Veteran players with experience are going to want to cash in on that opportunity to play at Utah because what does Utah do, as we always say? Gives you the opportunity to play right now, gives you the opportunity to win, and they will help you develop your skill set and put you in a position to get drafted into the National Football League, which every college football player, of course, dreams of. So Utah will have no problem getting other Bet they get they won't they won't struggle to get back other guys, in my opinion. Depth, whether it's young players who want to come over. Whether it's guys who are like, okay, maybe they got like a little experience last year and they're like, oh, I got a red shirt this year. I'll red shirt this year, sit behind those three guys, and then next year I'll get my opportunity. I would be concerned if it was starters. Once again, like this is no shade at these players like that. But right now, what I'm looking at for Utah football is the 2024 season. I'm not as concerned about the 2025 season because in the world of college football, everything can change rapidly thanks to the transfer portal. Also, these guys were good recruits. Recruits are still going to want to come to Utah and have that opportunity to play, compete, be developed, as I mentioned. So it's not like Utah's recruiting, in my opinion, is going to take. It's not like they won't be able to recruit guys still. It's just they've also made a choice. They want to be transfer heavy. And I think that makes sense because why would you go and try to develop a guy when you can get a guy who's already developed and really good at the sport and fits your defense perfectly? 
That's just that's easy. That's the easy decision. You always are going to take the transfer guy. So not concerned about the transfer thing right now for the quarterback position or any position. And we'll definitely talk about that more. I'm sure on a future show because I'm sure a number of you and people are concerned. Also, really quick, I yes, I've seen the Sioni Vaki like rumors on Twitter. It's the same thing with all the Nate Johnson stuff we kind of heard and Batari starting. I don't like to comment on that un- until we see reports of it officially. I, I and anticipate Vaki being a part of this team next season, especially the BYU stuff just seems strange. I would be shocked. You never know in this world. I'd be very surprised. I expect Sione Vaki to be a part of this Utah team next year. That is with zero inside knowledge. That is just with the with the under with just what it feels like Utah is able to just in general. I feel like, you know, we saw the truck thing. I feel like Utah NIL is in a fine place. I I feel like Vaki will be here. I can definitely be wrong though. So we'll see. But you know, speaking of the transfer portal, there's we're talking about a lot of guys departing. There's a player in the portal currently from Utah who went out to UCLA and could be coming back to Salt Lake potentially. Let's talk about I'm going to tell you exactly who that is. I'm thinking of right now in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. There are tons of candidates out there ready to get to work for your business right now. And hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might have time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They have just launched a feature that helps you write descriptions, make the process even easier and quicker. So you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Alrighty. It's been so much about like who's leaving, who's that. Let's finally talk about some targets for Utah in the transfer portal. And let's go to a Salt Lake staple, basically, or I shouldn't say Salt Lake, just a Utah football staple recently. It's the tight end position, whether it's what we've seen from Brant Keithy and Dalton Kincaid and the flashes from Landon King, which got me really excited about the one-two punch that him and Bryson Barnes are going to be next season, especially because we know how much Cam likes not just one, but his two tight ends with how good him, with how good Brant and Dalton were together, as well as, of course, what Dalton did in the 2022 season later on but Carson Ryan is transferring from UCLA 64255 he's a guy who went to American Fork and Tintview three years before that in his final season at American Fork he had over 600 yards and 50 catches that season and last year at UCLA he was productive he had 13 catches for over 200 yards and three touchdowns in 2023 and he's a guy three-star uh tight end at when he came out of school he was ESPN's actually third best tight end in the class and this is a guy in Ryan, who does have SM eligibility left in that UCLA program. I still think I thought the whole fire chip Kelly stuff was crazy, but yes, obviously they're not in UCLA had a little bit of a disappointment in terms of how they finished the year because of that tough loss to Cal, but still tough when you're breaking in a new quarterback like Dante Moore, who's now in the portal, obviously, and he's struggled and who struggled at UCLA as well, I might add, but yeah, Ryan's a guy who's got some eligibility left and I think he'd be a great fit for this team. Utah is best when they have multiple tight ends. And I'm curious about with Ryan, I'm I'm very interested because as much as he probably would like to come to Utah, it is does he want to get in a competition after he was fourth on UCLA and receiving yards? Does he want to go and get in a competition with Landon King? If 
And yes, maybe, you know, Brankeithy's coming off the injury. Maybe he'll look different when he gets back and healthy. If, if Brankeithy does return, I think he hasn't posted anything about it still. We all anticipate he'll be back, but nothing is, is set in stone yet. So where that then leads us is you'll have Brandon, oh, excuse me, uh, Brankeithy that I anticipate being the one tight end, King as a two, and Ryan, and once again, Ryan's blocking ability, maybe we'll give him an edge over King, but I don't know, King's in the system, he understands it, and I'm sure that if Ryan transferred in early, he'd be able to get up to speed on a lot of what Utah's offense does, but as many of you know, Utah's offense is complex, it does seem to take players' time to, to pick it up. Offensively, I don't know if we've ever had a transfer make an instant impact. I mean, think about the transfers this past season. Yes, Michael Pittman got injured, but we were really excited about what Emory Simmons could potentially bring. And yes, not having, excuse me, not having Cam Rising obviously was a detriment to his ability, but even he had a couple drops. It just never seemed to really click, um, which is unfortunate for a player who, you know, like that had some success at Indiana and North Carolina and then makes the decision to come out to Salt Lake. I, I feel bad for him that it didn't work out that situation. But either way, it's just it's hard to pick up on that offense, the Utah offense right away. We've seen it time and time again. So I definitely think there's a chance that we could see Ryan come come home in a sense, right? From American Fork, which I guess closer to home is Provo, but obviously home for this show is always going to be Utah. So that's where hopefully He's going to be able to come to Salt Lake City. More talented guys, the better. I think Utah has a shot. I don't know if I'd consider them a front runner, though. Once again, just because there are clearly other guys to battle at the tight end position, and two, so is Brant, who's like the definition of established, and even though he's been injured, and then Landon King, who put some, who had some successful moments and did a lot of really good things last year. So that's where the way I look at it. I don't, if I had to predict, I don't see Ryan coming, but I would be very excited and optimistic if he did. And I definitely think, look, Utah would use all three, just like Thomas Yasmin was still doing some things when it was, you know, even just Dalton and Brandt and, you know, Ryan, I think he's a good blocker that maybe he would take the Mickey Sugaturaga role since Mickey was a little awkward in that. You could tell he was transitioning in the position. So all things to keep in mind and scan about, but either way, nice to see, uh, a guy from Utah in the transfer portal because you're like, oh, the, the best football program right now in Utah based on what they're doing currently is the University of Utah. And obviously, what I could say what they've done over the past 10 years as well. Um, either way, um, and if there's any BYU fans listening, we can settle it on the field in 2024, which is really exciting. We'll actually be talking to Jake Hash of Locked On Utes, uh, <laughs> Locked On Utes, you formerly have Locked On Utes, of Locked On Cougars, and he's going to be talking, we are going to put, or Locked On, Locked On BYU, of course. Um, we are going to be talking to him on Friday. We're going to do a crossover preview in the basketball game. Also talk some football stuff as always. So we look forward to that episode. But as for the rest of this week, I'm sure there'll be more transfer portal news. We still got to talk about Satawa Laumea recruiting. Always lots on. There really isn't an offseason anymore in college football. So make sure you keep it here at Lockdown Youth. Where we'll have daily Utah content for you every weekday. And we look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's show.